What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 220 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name's Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. What up? And Shelly Walter. Hello. This week we're geeking out about lots of things, but mostly DC Comics. It found its way into video games, movies, and TV. We did not plan for Crazy. that. <laughs> yeah. Somehow not Disney, but DC? I know. That's exciting to me, at least. Yeah. We need a revival of the DC world. Um, before we get into that, a couple things. First of all, a special shout out to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Grace. Specifically, Brian Strother, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Sam Watson, Hannah Bacon, Dan Alo, Trey Braverman, Peter Tallow, Michael Miller Jr., Hannah Goose, Dalton Burton, Michael, Caleb Ardwin, and Communication Flail. Mm-hmm. We appreciate all of you who give. Uh, also, this is like a new thing on Discord. We're able to actually do video. So... If you were giving to our Patreon, you've always been able to listen to the podcast live on Mondays, usually at 7 or 8 Central Time. Um, And now you can actually see us, too, which is crazy. We've always kind of wanted to do that, but we wanted to make sure that the Patreon people Mm -hmm. got to get the exclusivity of hearing the podcast a couple days early. Uh, So, yeah, if you want to watch the podcast get recorded, you can do that now. Which is exciting to me. Uh, and then, I also, before we get into the actual podcast, wanted to uh, recognize you know, George Floyd uh, and all of the people who are bravely standing up uh, and uh, fighting for justice mm-hmm. in the world right now, uh, in the United States. And uh, I just want to let you, the listeners, know, um, especially people of color, that uh, we do stand with you um and we support you and uh yeah i don't know we 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 mourn with you Mm -hmm. as well yeah um we do have a official statement on our social medias if you uh, listeners want to go check that out as well and uh, comment and interact with us and all that good stuff on there yeah cool all right we've got a fun podcast Mm -hmm. it's hard to go from that it's such a like somber uh world we're living in right now oh yeah uh but a lot of fun news in the podcast so mm-hmm. speaking of fun what video games have you guys been playing go ahead lj uh i have been playing Maneater, which is the shark game that uh tri- okay that, yeah that they call the shark pg uh and uh, it's been really fun it's from tripwire interactive makers of killing floor mm-hmm. uh it's super fun it's open world action like you shark levels up you go from a pup to a teen to an adult and then an elder, and then a mega, which is a megalodon. Even though I kind of wish it was actually like the meg kind of megalodon. Like Ooh, the whale, yeah. the whales are still a lot of the whales are still kind of bigger than you. So in my mind, I'm like, that's not really that mega. But... So do you go from like a great white shark, and then you evolve into a totally another? No, animal? you're you're a bull shark. So so there's evolutions, uh, okay. which are uh, you have a bioelectric evolution where you get those you can get those evolutions from killing the hunters. So there's different hunters that, like, if you started enough crap with people, kind of like GTA, where the hunters will start coming after you, and then eventually if you build your fame up, then uh, the, uh, the next hunter on the list will come after you, and you get a reward. So you get a, these bioelectric, like, parts that you can uh, switch out. Uh, there's a bone-style uh, shark, which is, like, good for, like, taking out boats and, and stuff like that, like, good for ramming and thrashing and stuff. And then there's a shadow type where that you eventually get all the pieces for if you find like 
all the Easter egg locations. And so, like, that one's, like, more, like, fast and, like, supposed to be more stealthy. Uh, so there are all these weird, like, mutations, which is cool. Like, you'll fight, uh, like, hammerheads, uh, makos, great whites. You fight whale, like, orca whales. You fight, like, the sperm whales with the ones with the huge heads and stuff like that. Like, uh, That's cool. And uh, what's crazy is, like, at the beginning of the game, you start off as this putt. Well... You start off at first as the, as the mother shark, and you interact with like the villain of the game, and he basically like kills the mother shark and pulls the baby one out. So you start off as the baby that he pulls out of the mom's stomach. So the idea is that you're getting revenge, like you, you want okay. revenge. There's a whole story to this. Yes. Oh yeah, and there's like this like father son story between like the the like villain guy in it. Uh, so there's a. Uh, a narrator. Do the sharks talk? No, 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 no. There's a narrator. there's okay. a narrator uh, that uh, that narrates the whole thing because um, it's supposed to be like a reality like Discovery Channel show, and so, okay. so there's different <laughs> stuff that like the I can't remember the name of the guy at the moment, but he he plays. Um, this sounds so crazy. He plays the dude with the glasses in Archer. I forget his name, like Serial or something. Oh, I don't know. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I forget his name at the moment, but it's super funny. Uh, some of it's, like, factual, and some of it's, like, straight-up silly. Uh, but it is the <laughs> kind of just goofy fun that, like, I feel like people need in their lives. Um, I mean, it is violent. It's got, like, obviously, like, when you when you kill stuff, it's going to bleed and things like that. Um, so, Killing Floor 2, the maps are very small. Yeah. Is this, like, level-based, or is this a big open world? Well, it's a big open world, and all the areas are connected. So, like, you can travel from one area to the next. So, it's this area called Port Clovis, and it's in the Gulf. And, uh-huh. and uh, so, basically, you can travel from one area to the next. Uh, so, they're, like, smaller areas, but it, it's all one big map. So, like, you can unlock okay. these, these grottos where you actually have to go to, like, level up and strengthen your shark. And so basically you can like fast travel to those and it's, I feel like it's, it'd be a super easy, like hundred percent achievement. Cause there's like a lot of locations, a lot of license plates. Uh, there's a lot of these like side objectives you can collect and it is this super. This game doesn't sound real. No, it's and so, so if you guys go to my, <laughs> if you guys go to my Twitter or, or my Facebook, uh, I have a bunch of clips on there that I've been sharing from like, from my experiences and everybody that sees it. And even in the gaming chat, I've posted a couple where they're like, Man, like I didn't know I needed this game, or like I really want to play this, and I'm like that. That's and that's just silly fun. Um, And I feel like it's a good like summer game that you can chew on. And uh, (laughs) yeah, um, most people beat it in like a weekend. The first weekend, like the first weekend it came out, uh, it's probably Mm -hmm. like I'll have to look and see how much time I put into it, but it's super fun. Another really cool thing, uh, if it's it's the same team, I would assume that the developer is it the same guy leading this, directing this. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so he is a devout, devout Christian. We actually have an interview with him. Yep. I can't think of the name off the top of my head. Um, but he's uh, got an interview on GeekCenterRace.com. Yep. Super cool guy. Uh, Killing Floor Two. I talked about that for a very long time. Yes. I really enjoy that game. Yeah, uh, uh, there are a bunch of Easter eggs, and one of the Easter eggs uh, is uh, it's just like these like faces etched into like this like side of this like wall under the sea, and it's uh, uh-huh. the cast of characters from Killing Floor Two. It's like their heads, cool. like almost like a little Mount Rushmore wow. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. um, there's a bunch of Easter eggs. You literally find a find a pineapple house under the sea. Um, 
there's like a Rick and Morty reference in there. There's a Titanic reference. There's just a bunch of stuff. There are all these like cool little like locations you can find underwater. Sweet. Um, yeah. And then uh, another quick game I wanted to give a shout out to is Golf With Your Friends. It's been out for years on Steam, but it recently came out to every platform. And it's on Xbox mm. Game Pass for free. Uh, well, not for free, I guess, because if you're paying the money for Game Pass. But it's a good little fun mini golf game. Uh, my mom and I have been playing it off and on for the last, like, four or five days or so. And it's a good fun game if you want to get a few friends together and just goof around and play some mini golf and do some crazy, like, trick shots and courses and stuff. So, uh, cool. yeah, those are the biggest things I've been playing. Sweet. What about you, Shelly? Uh, let's see. I, I First, I... Beat the first game of the Spyro Reignited trilogy, so oh, awesome. Spyro the Dragon, I think that's all it's called. Um, I have that on Switch, so yeah, I finally beat that first one. Um, it took a while, but that's because I haven't been playing it very consistently, so that's cool. Um, but besides that, I actually got a World of Warcraft Classic account, um, so I'm playing that. Because <laughs> my friends, they've been playing it, and um, I they convinced me to join in all the fun, so... I have a, what is it, Tauren? The, there's cow people. Yeah, the Torrens are cool. They're like my the favorite Torin, race yeah. in that game. I have a Torrens druid. cow people. Yeah. Well and, done. Um, it's cool because it's five of us, so that's like our whole raid group. So, nice. Um, okay. That's pretty, pretty fun to play. It's I like the grind. Um, I like just like killing things and leveling up and um, going on quests and stuff. It's cool. I like being able to turn to a bear. And just run around Ooh. as a bear, like, whenever I want. So, I'm definitely having fun with it. It's fun to play with people, and it's fun to play by myself. So, yeah, I am now an official nerd because I'm playing <laughs> Warcraft. That's how, that's how I felt when I first started playing d and I'm like, I have yep. completed the... Uh, I've, like got, I've, I've come full circle. Like, my nerd card is, like, legit now. Exactly. <laughs> Bunch of geeks. So, there you go. <laughs> I might have played something else but this week, but I don't remember. I watched a lot of movies, so we'll talk about that when it gets to movies. But, um, cool. Yeah. I I won't dwell on it too long, but I continue playing Apex. I am sucked back into the just one more game. Mm. Yeah, that was a bad game. Just one more game. <laughs> that reminds me of that uh, Fast and Furious meme where it's like one more game and then sleep <laughs> and then they go down the one more game room. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's oh, it's so addicting. Uh, I've gotten really good at it too, so I don't know if maybe the updates have just made it easier to play, um, or just more to my style. I don't know. There's, I mean, there's been a ton of updates and things. Um, it's maybe like just my play speed, uh, the guns they've got kind of nerfed into certain ways that works for me. Balance. Uh, but I'm like, unless I get destroyed in the first 30 seconds, which happens, you fall and you don't have armor, the other person gets a gun before you and they just wreck you. Uh, but other than that, I'm usually like in the top five and I've beaten... I've gotten championship like six or seven times. Nice. Uh, in the last week. Yeah. Which I haven't gotten championship six or seven times in like months when I was mm. playing it before. Cool. So, yeah, I'm really liking it. Playing it on a PS4. It's not real Apex because it's not on PC. 
Uh, I mean, that's honestly that game is built for consoles as well. I feel like. Um, yeah. But my my battle royale is is Warzone. I don't talk about it every week because I play it like every week. But that's the one yeah. that uh, my friends and I play a lot. We're pretty good at it. You were talking about dying in the first 30, 30 seconds. One of my favorite mm-hmm. ones is in Call of Duty, or you actually have to like. Like I well no I think it does unshoots you automatically but the strategy is cutting your cord, throwing it out back throwing it back out or whatever. But at a certain point it's like you forget to like cut your cord back or whatever like or you forget to like throw your parachute out again. You just fall and break your legs and you're just like oh crap I'm in the gulag in the first minute. Uh, okay, that's cool. I did buy Final Fantasy VII but I haven't played it yet. Um, kind of bought it for my wife because it's she's like super into final fantasy yeah um like I, I turned on the menu when it downloaded and she was like why would you do that oh and i was like nah. you're like okay, uh, okay what do you mean she was like I'm, she was doing something in animal crossing she was like so she hasn't played it yet i'm gonna wait till she turns it on to play it but she doesn't turn it on soon i'm gonna put the controller in her hand and uh make her play it that's really good it. yeah i've never i played Final Fantasy VII originally. Um, I played like up till he gets the dress on. I played me played like a couple hours after that, and uh, people who play the game know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't. Uh, I don't think I played past what this game goes past story wise. And I know a lot of the spoilers, but I'm still really excited to like take that journey. Yeah, I need to get back to it. It's good though. I don't. Yeah, nothing happened that, like, the end of this game, I don't think has happened when I played it as a kid. Had happened. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all I've been doing. What uh, What's going on in the video game news? Um, so, really big news uh, due to everything that's going on right now. Uh, Sony announced today that they are delaying their PlayStation 5 event. And so I ha- I planned on putting this on the in the news as, like, a, hey, like, get excited. You know, the event's happening on like Thursday because uh, it was the fourth. So, um, but they are delaying it indefinitely, and just just to say that like you know there are important voices that need to be heard right now. There are more important things that need to be said and shared. So we're ba- we're gonna delay it. Right. That's basically uh, you can check the show notes if you really want to see. I mean, it's also going around everywhere on social media. Uh, but I liked that the announcement said this isn't a time to celebrate. Yes, yes, that mm-hmm. definitely. So. Um, I mean, having said that, uh, I mean, we're all probably looking for, forward to something like what What would you guys want to see out of that event or what do you want to see out of it when it comes? God of War 2, which hasn't even been announced yet. <laughs> That's fine. No Horizon 2? Horizon Zero Dawn 2. That was, I, <laughs> I want Horizon Zero Dawn 2. <laughs> Is it going to be called Horizon 1 Dawn? Well, see, I don't know. I don't. Well, so the in the game, it was the the thing was Project Zero Dawn, right? So I assume it yeah. would be called Careful Horizon. Spoilers, but yes. Well, yeah, that's it's not really like Horizon a, or Horizon something else. Yeah, it's gonna have another Horizon subtitle. And then project name. Probably, yeah. Horizon Horizon One <laughs> Dusk. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I just I want, especially my friend has actually been playing through Horizon Zero Dawn recently because I recommended it to him because he loved Breath of the Wild, and I'm like, bro, you need to play Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. If you love Breath of the Wild, you're gonna love this game, and he does. And so I've been watching him play, and I'm like, man, <laughs> I wanna, 
I want to play again. He's on the DLC at this point. I'm just like, it's oh, so cool. It's such a good game. That's how I feel about yeah. Spider-Man all the time. And I'm like, I really want to play it again, oh, but I just have too much yeah. to play. They could do something cool with calling it like Project Aloy. And then it being like going the, kind of into a deep dive of it being more, uh, or being character. even more of a purpose to, to the story. Hmm. Bring that even deeper. That'd be cool. Which was already pretty deep, but that would be kind of cool. Um, yeah. That she was yeah. part of the I'd project. Also be fine. I'd also be fine with like a completely different cast of characters in a different location of the world. Like, yeah. I'm cool oh, with yeah. whatever. Like, if it's Aloy Part 2, that's fine. But I think it'd be really interesting if it was like... like Even if it was like the... What happened during the first game, but in a different location. Like, it's happening at the same time, but like... Oh, that'd be crazy. See what the... If anything like changes worldwide because of what she did anyway yeah. that's just me rambling yeah. i imagine it'll be aloy part two but i'm open <laughs> to the idea of like if it totally was a snapshot of a different part of the world a different either the same time or after or what you know yeah especially so. since they did i mean they took some liberties but the geography was so close to like real world stuff mm -hmm. um they took yeah. like a lot of monuments and stuff it would be kind of cool to see um other places like the like pyramids or another part of the world yeah that'd be cool it was, yeah it was so cool how um i think i mentioned this probably when i played horizon zero dawn dlc but um it takes the dlc takes place in yellowstone mm. so you see like yeah. the thermal pools and stuff like that oh, and cool. what's super funny is that what i didn't think about before is that thermal pools are actually just so freaking ridiculously hot and you see them like dying clothes in it and you, you can literally jump into the water and stuff and you're fine um <laughs> And there's other stuff, you know, in nature, in Yellowstone, it's very, very dangerous to be around those places. Um, and so they kind of wrote it off as like, oh, just it's a game, so it's unrealistic. Apparently, there's <laughs> actually like a journal entry or text entry of some sort that like explains that something changed. Hmm. And that like they had to change oh. like the pH or something. And like, that's cool. I, I didn't even catch that when I first played through it. I thought I just kind of there's wrote it so off as like, a, oh, whatever. But they they just threw that in there where they're just like oh yeah they're doing this because probably because they like want to have that cool imagery and like for you to be able to get to close to thermal pools it would be really sucky if you could see these really beautiful pools in a game and not get close not to it or else you'll die yeah but it's cool that they still have like reasoning in there they're just like oh it's like this because of this <laughs> yeah, now scientific even if it's like kind reason. of a weird unrealistic reason at least it's something i'm like that's cool it's cool, so, cool anyway yeah, uh, oh, gotta work. Gotta work was so powerful. I I would really want a uh, Spider-Man sequel because I feel like that is the thing that will get me to buy a PS5. Like I loved God of War, and uh, there were other there are other you know PlayStation games that I that I game just know, hit like, me so deeply. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Just Spider-Man was. It's kind of insane because it's like that year of gaming. Like I talked about this on our Backlog Golf channel. Like 2018 was nuts because we got like God of War, Celeste, Spider-Man, Red Dead, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like so many heavy hitters. And so like though God of War was like easily one of the best games on there. Like Spider-Man just I guess it served my it served my needs and just hit me on a, on a level that like just because there's a lot of nostalgia with superheroes and stuff, but. I, I want to yeah. see a Spider-Man sequel. I, we mean, we. I don't think it's something they're going to announce at launch, but uh, there's going to be stuff. So, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, PS5 uh, information whenever we get it. 
Yeah. Watch um, it be no games at all. And it's no, they, like, I uh, think they've already said uh, there was going to be games. It will be games? Yes. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We'll just be like, this is the specs. Well, people but don't. But now we're going to do it in a cool way. Yeah, I was going to say, people like don't want uh, Mark Cerny conference. Part 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, that, yeah, that's going to be cool whenever that does happen, though. Um, Sweet. So, uh, the next piece of news is really cool, uh, I, I think. Um, so, there's been stuff about with uh, Ed Boon, the, uh, the lead at uh, NetherRealm Studios. Uh, he's been talking to Jeff Keighley with the Summer Game Fest and stuff like that uh, about projects. And apparently he said something to the effect of that... Uh, they're working on things other than Mortal Kombat or Injustice, which are both fighting games. Yeah, that's basically all they've done mm-hmm. since they've become Nether Realm. Yeah, Nether Realms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it'd be cool. Like knowing them, it's like I don't expect too much. Like when I go to play like a Mortal Kombat or an Injustice, so I would like some kind of cool action game or something. Like it doesn't need to be this super deep like experience. This open world experience or anything uh, i would just love something fun and action related um when their last mortal kombat i never played it but i was i remember like the story was really good wasn't it yeah so so that is uh, actually uh, that it is interesting though is that their stories are actually what to me way better than like not that injustice is not that they have don't have any right to be like that good but it, i feel like they revolutionized like story modes and fighting games um, because mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat was really good because 9, 10, and 11 are both like part of like a trilogy. And then the Injustice was pretty deep too because it played around with that universe that I think a lot of us are so familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I would like to see what, what they can do. Like I just want some kind of good, fun action game. Like I don't know what it what it could be. I don't know what they could be working on. It could be another fighting game for all we know, but uh, right. I, I kind of don't want it to be. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see them go kind of all in on the narrative and less on the fact that they're a fighting game company. Yeah, even if it was like a linear action game kind of like a kind of like yeah, kind of like a God of War or something. I mean, God of War wasn't I guess super linear, but it wasn't super open either, but like just something yeah, like definitely had a track. Yeah, like something just fun that kind of like that feels like it was made by them because they definitely have their mm-hmm. brand, their own brand like even in when you play Injustice, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's a NetherRealm game," you know? Like Right. It'd be cool to have any kind of action game where you feel like you're fighting like a fighter, which they'd have those controls kind of down, but you're like moving from place to place. I think like the combat in a game could they could do really well uh, with whatever they do. I was thinking like since like RoboCop is in that DLC, it'd be cool if like they did like a RoboCop game or something, like yeah. some kind of property that they've already been able to work with, like a, maybe a Hellboy game. Or, like, they dealt with Aliens versus Predator. Like, so I was thinking, like... But it would still have to be Warner Brothers. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it would be something original, that'd be cool, too. But I think if... if I'd it always be... prefer original, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. If it was license. some kind of licensed property, I think it would be neat as well, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of it for the gaming news. I mean, there's other stuff going on. But uh, we got kind of bigger fish to fry in the other sections. So we can move on now. Uh, with the poll list, actually, real quick. Um, right. So we have uh, two big releases. Valorant actually sees full release. Uh, it will already be out by the time this podcast goes up on Tuesday. That's that uh, competitive shooter from Riot. And then Outer Worlds comes to Switch. Sweet. That's yeah. really tempting. I've heard really good things about Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you could probably also find it on sale on PS4 as well. 
Like okay. I'm sure that game has gone on sale since then. But I mean, but if well, you want it portable, yeah. I was say I got Tia. I got my wife Final Fantasy VII on PS4. So that's true. Having something that I can play on the Switch would be nice. Yeah. I need to figure out though. I need to see if I can turn my Joy Cons in, uh, and get them drift fixed or mm. not. It's probably too late for that recall, but yeah. my drift the drift's real bad. I- I've heard them. I heard somewhere, I don't know if it was in a news article or anything, though, that they may not be taking them in right now because of all the COVID stuff. Oh, that makes sense. So, I don't know if there's any truth to that or what, but you it's know, something Everyone's at home playing them. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we have a pro controller. Uh, it is. It would be nice to have the Joy-Cons back. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're bad. <laughs> cool. Yep. Yeah, so that's it for the poll list. Sweet. Shelly, you've... I've not watched any movies... But you watched enough watched movies, of movies for all of us. <laughs> I guess. Um, so, let's see. Starting last week, but we didn't record last week. Um, right. I actually watched The Rookie with my fiancé. Um, I had never seen it before. Hmm. And we watched it. Um, I think he just felt like watching it. And that's why we watched. He just saw it, okay. it was on Disney+. Plus and he was like... <gasps> I believe I believe my friends oh. over at the Retro Ruin podcast just covered that movie a couple weeks ago. So, oh, wow. check that out. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, no, it's not a bad movie at all. Um, it was fun. I don't really have much about? more to say about it. It is still like a feel-good sports movie, okay. which aren't bad movies. It's just it's a genre, you know, and mm-hmm. there's not much variety within that genre. So, yeah, there's that. Um, I also watched some marvel movies i don't know i guess we just felt like watching marvel movies we first we started with iron man it's actually been a long time since i saw the original iron man and i don't think about rewatching that for some reason lately yeah it's 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 really good and I'm, also I'm it's so the strange whole how robert downey jr looks i mean he looks a little younger i guess um mm-hmm. than like you know infinity war like he does look younger but it's not like a huge difference they look right kind of, he looks he doesn't age much you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then you see Happy, right? Or you see um, <laughs> John Favreau. John Favreau, yeah. right? He looks like a baby in that movie. <laughs> he looks yeah. so young. It's so weird. It's just like, ah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we watched the Daredevil movie a while. Oh, back, that's like, right. He's a year in that or two too. ago. Yeah. Uh, and he was foggy in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, what? Uh, it was real young. It was really weird. It's yep. strange because I'm like, oh yeah, if we and we especially because it's like we know him as this certain type of person now, mm-hmm. doing all this really cool stuff. And I know, um, yeah, it's just he's such a uh, icon now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was just it was nutty to me personally. Um, it was also just super cool to once again get a taste of like, okay, all of Tony Stark's like inventions are all really cool. Um, and he is really smart, but like going back to the original, um, I guess his first movie, you like how they really talk about like, yeah, he is legitimately this smart and Mm -hmm. here's the reasons why he's this smart. And then what he's building his first, you know, suit. And it's like this technology looks old just because we've been, you know, so used to watching. Yeah. All the other, like it's the best suit up. Mm-hmm. It's the coolest yeah. suit up when he's in yeah. his garage. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's is a really cool movie. Um, <laughs> so we watched that, and then we kind of decided let's watch the movies in chronological 
order, which is oh. like there's so many movies, and I guess it's because I've been there. <laughs> everyone's stuck in quarantine, so it's like, what else are you gonna do? So, um, we watched Captain America, then we watched Captain Marvel afterwards. Um, those yeah. are both good movies. Again, like Captain America is one I haven't seen in a while. Are either, you gonna rewatch so. Iron Man? No, no. We just okay. started with that. We're not going to rewatch Iron Man, I don't think. Um, okay. <laughs> we just watched that and then got the idea and we're like, it's close enough to the beginning. It's fine. It's still pre-Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, no, yeah. it's whatever. Um, but yeah, that's, we did that. So just, that was just all three in one day. <laughs> and then that's cool. um, me and my fiance watched Atlantis because he had never seen it. So I don't remember that movie at all. Like I've seen the memes and I've seen pictures of it. But yeah, I don't remember what happens at all. That's fine. I it's it's a B tier movie. Um, I think it's one that everyone should see. I think it's fun enough yeah, it's to to watch. It's a good like if you like Disney. I think it's a good solid Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not amazing, you know. Um, but I like it. I enough. really like Treasure Island or Treasure Planet. Yeah, Atlantis, I feel like it's in the same grade. Atlantis was another one of those things that I watched and that, that I liked. I didn't think anybody else liked, but later I found out. Oh yeah, like people actually. Like Everyone's this. talking about it. Yeah, I yeah, saw it. Like I just it. was real little. I don't remember. Oh, I so is. I used to watch it a lot when I was a kid, but I didn't. It was when I was so young. I don't really remember it, or maybe just that memory was blocked out or something. All I remember was that one of my best friends in elementary school had um kita's necklace and i was really That's jealous cool. i'm pretty sure it might have just been like a mcdonald's toy or something like but i was super <laughs> jealous. Like, was the coolest thing and i want That's it cool. but um and then i didn't watch the movie until like college again so anyway if you haven't seen it i, I recommend seeing it it's on disney plus it's mm-hmm. again i was very impressed with how good they make the movie look because i think it came out in like 2001 mm-hmm. it's not a new movie it's like fairly old um it was before, it's crazy like but again they just the window with them yeah it's but it just looks really good like all the all the things on disney plus it just looks, looks so clean cool. somehow mm-hmm. um but anyway that's... i watched all of the marvel movies before infinity war right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That was so long ago. That was like, Couple, like two years ago now. Yeah. Another time. Like three years time, ago. Man. That was, it gets rough. You're going to get to Thor Dark World and you're going to be oh, like, exactly. man, <laughs> I really don't want to watch these anymore. <laughs> Iron Man 3 comes out around that point. But yeah. if you get past that, it's, yep. good. it's a good time. Yep. Mm, <laughs> that's true. We'll push through. It's fine. That's all I've watched though. Of all those movies, only one was the first time watching it. But you know what? No, yeah, Marvel's it. good stuff. Mm-hmm. It was all in Disney Plus. Yep. I guess that's that's yeah. our Disney stuff for the podcast. We gotta, gotta get have the Disney it in. <laughs> it's yeah. all in Disney Plus because they own yeah. this podcast. Only joking. <laughs> <laughs> but we do talk about them a lot. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about instead, Shelley? Oh, I, I watched about DC. Yeah. Oh, I watched a movie. Yeah. Oh, did it. I not? Did I start with Shelley? Yes, you did. You started Darn with Shelley. Darn you, <gasps> Well, I don't have a lot to say about it, so it's okay. Okay, uh, go ahead. I mean, I watched The Meg because I have a HBO Max trial, which we'll be talking about and you later. And you've been playing a shark game? Yeah, so I was like, at first, I wanted to watch Jaws 
Because then I was like, you know, like, it's a shark movie. But then I saw the Meg was on there, and I was like, okay, this seems like the t- right kind of silliness that matches up with Maneater. And it totally was. Um, nice. So, like, it wasn't, like, super cheesy or silly or nothing. It was actually, like, not a bad movie. Um, and then what's, cool. her, and what's Her Name? Ruby Rose is in it, too, which we'll be talking about later. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's pretty good. The Megalodon is crazy. That thing is huge. Uh so, uh, yeah, it was a fun movie. Jason Statham's in it. And so it's one of those movies that you can just kind of like, it's a good popcorn flick. So, uh, yeah, I Jason recommend Statham's giving it a watch. Well, that makes it. Maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Jason um, Statham's usually pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, give, give it a watch. Cool. Then, what what one yeah. instead of Disney? All of, our, yeah. all of our movie news is DC related. And a lot of it is uh, vaguely related to the Snyder Cut. So mm-hmm. if you yeah, I'm so Cut excited. Is, we've been talking yeah. about this thing for a long time on the podcast. Oh we yeah, brought it back up every once, like now and again. And like to talk about six this weeks ago, asleep. I had stated <laughs> that there's no way it would happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did. Because it was when they kind of started coming back up in the tweets. I was wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So, again, this is just the director's cut for Justice League. That's all it is. Um, yeah. It is, it's just 20 to $30 million dollar budget, though. But it's like the holy grail yeah. of, like, like director's cuts. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, he's like, getting to refilm some stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's really, effects. it's a very special um, cut that Confirmed I think a lot of people, in it. like, after Justice League came out, um, I think that's when news first started getting spread about like you know oh what was the D- the director's cut and what did snyder actually want to do with this movie because mm-hmm. what came yeah. out wasn't exactly what snyder wanted um and he was pushing for it he's like yeah release my version of the movie we want my movie but we all kind of co- pretty much concluded like that'd be cool if it happened but we don't think it's gonna happen but it's happening. there were it reports is. that came out that were saying that snyder was pressuring warner bros into doing this and that warner bros was really mad at snyder for doing so and like turning the fans against them um kind of Mm -hmm. forcing their hand but i I wonder if that was true and if so i guess it just kind of proves that money talks Mm -hmm. like yeah they're doing it because people want it and it'll make the money well i mean i guess i guess the theory that i have is that like since hbo max is a thing now so yeah, I guess they need I don't, something. I don't know if they. Well, yeah, they do. But it was one of those things where it's like I don't know if they wanted to release it in theaters because not that they like wouldn't make money off of it, but I don't know. Like maybe they. I don't know. Like maybe there was like a risk involved somewhere. For wouldn't them. have been worth the twenty to thirty million that they're gonna have to. Right, right. Like, there was some, some kind of risk, but like then you go into HBO Max, and then there's all the possibilities of how it can release in one cut or multiple parts, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like the hate, like the hateful so eight with Quentin Tarantino, how like that extended cut is like technically four parts on Netflix. Right, I this movie will be very different. Oh yeah, from Joss Whedon's final thing, the last the actual Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I'm kind of sad about, um, I, I don't know, I mixed feelings about is that uh, it's not going to be canon to everything that they've been doing. And so I'm almost like, I kind of wish that maybe it would be canon and that they would kind of go forward with that. Yeah. Um, or you have the Flashpoint Paradox, let it be two split uh, yeah, universes. Yeah, do that. But. 
Yeah, because because it gets weird, right? Because then they started doing like the solo film stuff that was like connected but not kind of thing. Like, yeah, they mention it. Yeah, it's not, everything's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Snyder cut, um, S- Superman. I ca- once again almost said Spider Man. Spider Man. Henry Cavill's Spider Man. Way be more awesome. Spider Man than Superman. Anyway, <laughs> Henry Cavill's Superman. Um. There is not, not going to be, like, a Man of Steel 2 or anything like that, um, but he is actually going to be returning in um, Aquaman 2 and Shazam 2, as if reports are all correct and things. So that would be cool. Basically, he kind of it seems just like, again, what these reports are saying, that he's kind of shifting from um, someone who, like, takes toward main stage to side character Mm -hmm. um a lot of comparisons to how hulk is treated in the mcu so hulk had his original movie then he was in avengers and he never got a sequel but he was very prominent in ragnarok and Mm -hmm. he's very important in other um movies so um i think that's a smart move actually because hulk is already pretty broken like he's just such a strong character that Mm -hmm just yeah he lost to thanos but like a lot of people lost to thanos um <laughs> but but i guess what like really what you're lose. saying though is like the power you know like kind of like the, the whole power power thing the power level's too high on hulk you know yeah. what i mean and <laughs> it's over the power the power level is even higher on superman so i think it makes a lot of right. sense to um because again it's like what are you gonna what are you gonna throw at superman like what are you gonna keep yeah throwing it almost seems like they have to write cop-outs mm-hmm. when they're doing a challenge against Superman or, like, the Hulk. Yeah. It's like, the writing is kind of, they're cheesing it, and they're like, well, mm-hmm. in this case, it'll be a problem. Well, that's why the Kryptonite was a thing. Um, but I think, yeah. um, to me, the comparison is valid, too, because, like, the way the Hulk was kind of a part of the catalyst for the MCU, uh, Man of Steel is very much that as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I agree. Makes it fitting that way, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... And, again, like, I watched Captain Marvel this weekend, and I was just thinking a lot about how Captain Marvel, you know, female Superman, essentially, of the MC, of the of Marvel Universe. Yeah, um, she's pretty OP. She is very OP, and at this point, Thanos has come and gone, and yeah. we don't really know the future, like, what it's going to look like for her, so I can almost, like, hope and imagine that she'll be taking a similar, having a similar approach. And already, she kind of... They kind of did have to cop out with her in Endgame and have her be yeah. like, oh, she's helping out the rest of the universe. She can't be here on Earth all the time. Mm-hmm. And she can't always help out. And so, but even then, she like still confronted Thanos. And the only way she would take him out was because of a Power Stone. And she has like that power mm-hmm. of the Tesseract and stuff like that. So, um, again, I look like, at like Justice League War and the way the animated movies do it is always like they remove superman from the equation in some way mm-hmm. exactly uh, it's like that's the only way to is, really push the story along when you have characters that are this high power level and i would keep saying that I sound like a freaking nerd but it's fine um hi, uh, uh, or if you want to get super nerd a high ac yeah <laughs> um, high strength when you get to to characters that are just this high power level it really can be super boring to watch them always winning and it also doesn't make a lot of sense to give them like i mean superman kryptonizes weakness that's his thing mm-hmm. captain marvel doesn't have that i don't think 
And Hulk, mm. I guess his weakness is just the fact that he's also a human. It's his own anger. <laughs> it's his own anger. He just but, rages. Um, it's like you want, you still gotta care for the entertainment factor higher than just having your character go around blowing things up and winning constantly. So, mm-hmm. um, again, yeah. back to the original point, I think Superman kind of taking a lesser role, but still being featured in other movies, again, like Aquaman 2 um, or Shazam 2, I think that's really cool. It's like having him almost like a cameo, but like maybe assisting, mm-hmm. just assisting characters, assisting other heroes. Um, he kind of owes them one not for Shazam him. as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's true. But yeah, not taking a front line because at this point, if he takes, you know, has another movie just about himself, like that's not going to be interesting. What are you going to throw at him? So um, there's that. Um, Finally, speaking of Mother Director's Cut and again, DC, um, apparently the Suicide Squad Director's Cut, um, the director, uh, Iyer, I believe it is. Yeah, David Iyer. Yeah, David Iyer. um, Compares it to Joker and, Mm. and how dark it was supposed to be like he says that suicide squad was supposed to be like super so dark weird. like joker <laughs> and i yeah i feel like he's honestly maybe just saying this just to do a similar thing where it's like hey maybe p- people want to see my kind i of think movie. he's talking at his booty <laughs> yeah it's i just i mean if snyder cut does well i could see them letting him do his cut wasn't yeah, the original like... idea supposed to be like steppenwolf was supposed to be like the suicide squad thing like that would be crazy since it was Snyder cuts. Because like I heard, I heard like the the whole thing was that like Suicide Squad was supposed to like I guess feature Steppenwolf as the villain. I guess it was the original concept, but then like that was supposed to connect to Justice League in that way. Like because yeah, okay, that yeah. would be neat. I don't think it, cool. I don't think that's the cut we'll get. Obviously, but I know there was things he wanted to do with the movie. Yeah. Yeah, and um. I think the other thing that. Pe- Another thing that people would might be interested in with this director's cut is that it's gonna ha- it would have more Joker. Mm. Oh like, yeah, that's Jared yeah. Leto's Joker. I mean, yeah. just give me all of that footage, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Wasn't so I like can understand people being interested in that, but I just feel like, like given what the movie is, having a movie a dark movie isn't a good movie. M- good movies can be dark. But just yeah. because it's dark doesn't mean it's good. And I feel like he's he's comparing it to Joker because Joker happened to be good and dark. Mm. Whereas Suicide Squad was bad. And he's making it sound like, oh, but there's <laughs> all this other good stuff that would have been in there. But it's all dark and you would have loved it. It's like, no, I well, don't think. And what's weird, too, is like <laughs> what I liked about Suicide Squad was the fact that it was so similar to Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it was, it was a different too. vibe. Um, I don't know. I just think it's comedy. like. This weird thing of like trying to gain more success with this, at this point, kind of old movie that was critically bad. Um, yeah. And there's no reason to do that, I don't mm-hmm. think. Cody's easy to please. It doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. And then we have so. that like weird reboot slash sequel thing coming as well. Yeah. From That's James Gunn. Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, I just. So. It's cool, like, the Snyder Cut, that's cool, uh, Superman, like, that is cool, but DC is still kind of lost. They got a lot of mess to clean up. They still have, yeah, exactly. They just need to get Kevin Feige over there to... (laughs) I guess. Command um, the entire situation. That's our movie news. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yep. Well, we'll get into TV then. Uh, LJ, what have you been... 
watching on TV? Uh, I watched recently Space Force, uh, which is it out. good? It's pretty funny. Like it's kind of like it's got some dry humor, which is, I feel like is totally Steve Carell. Um, isn't it? I think it's from the creators of The Office as well. I think it is. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's so I thought it was super funny that uh, the SpaceX launch got postponed to that day. And I was yeah. literally watching oh, yeah. it at the same time as the launch, and uh, I was like, "This is great right here." Um, so like, that's funny. There's literally some kind of launch in the first episode, which is even better. Um, it's it's funny though. It's good, and uh, like you know, I mean, not to get like into to the political stuff, but it's such it's such a political parody, which is great. Um, they have like all the leaders of like the military like branches that meet up and talk, and then they have like all these like parodies of like POTUS and everything. Um, like, uh, so it's, it's, it's great. I like it so far. Uh, all the episodes connect and, uh, it's pretty good. I haven't finished all of it, but I think it's funny. Uh, There is, uh, cursing, but half to me, like the funniest parts are, is uh, Steve Carell's character reacting to the things that happens. Cause he's kind of, he's kind of just kind of dumb, kind of like he is in in the office. He's just, you know, there's the things he says and does are just like, you know, head shaking, but his reactions to me are like the funniest parts of that movie. Like when things go wrong or bad or something like it's, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Cool. I want to check that out. It sounds good. Yeah. Um, it's fun. I'm super excited to watch it eventually. Mm-hmm. And Shelly, you were watching Avatar. Yeah. I, I actually had one of my friends over um, and she had never seen Avatar. So we're like, <gasps> perfect excuse to start from the beginning. And it's been like, whenever I go back to like rewatch parts of, um, Avatar, it's always season two or three, mm-hmm. so it it was kind of refreshing to rewatch season one, or at least it wasn't that's all cool. of season one, but just like seeing the beginning, like because that's you know the least I've seen. Um, so that's nice. I like season two and three more. Hmm. I mean, I agree. I think I see. I think season two and three are better, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, in fact, when I warn people about like watching Avatar, I'm like, hey, you know, just so you know, season one's definitely like feels like way more of a kid's show than the other two seasons Mm -hmm. but um actually watching the like season one again i'm like you know what no i i still like this this is still good to me like yeah season two and three are better but i still like season one it's still high quality in its own right so one thing my wife brought up he never wears that war paint again oh i know he's that super cool war paint (laughs) the first episode i know second episode something like that that uh that's that's been my bedtime show like since i've already watched it all and remember it like fairly recently like i just throw it on like when i'm going to bed that's awesome mm-hmm. but yeah we haven't so... gotten very far same when we watch it but yeah that's, i like it uh, it's, it's just such a good show it has great replay value it's love it so cool that's what i've been watching I so I gave in. I mentioned a while back that I wanted to just either watch all Clone Wars or maybe just watch a catch up video. Mm-hmm. I watched a catch up video. I wasn't gonna watch. <laughs> I didn't know where I left off, and I didn't really care. So I watched all the catch up and then uh, watched season seven through its entirety. Nice. And yeah, I maybe it's because I didn't watch the other seasons, but I definitely uh, didn't care that much. Didn't have the about... emotional connection yeah um the the ending was emotional Hmm. so obviously uh order 66 happens and the clones uh you know switch sides basically and so it was cool to see ahsoka uh who mentions that she's been kind of the jedi are supposed to be these like 
peacemakers, but she's been a soldier her whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so her friends are these clones made for war. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to see them turn on her was really, really interesting mm. um, and kind of dark. And I did really enjoy seeing the Order 66 happen, but from her point of view and not. Oh, yeah. It's super It's cool. so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, all this other stuff is happening, but we're focused on her story. Exactly. Oh. Like, you, you see, I think it was, like, in the holograms and stuff, you mentioned, like, see, like, Obi-Wan being like, oh, I'm going to go do this. And you're just like, I've seen that. <laughs> I know what yeah. he's doing right now. That kind of that kind of gives me chills because there's a similar flashback scene in Jedi Fallen Order, to where you get to see it from yeah. Cal's point of view. You yeah. kind of, I mean, obviously, I guess it being related to that subject, I guess you'd expect something like that. So to me, it's not a spoiler, but like mm-hmm. there's this flashback scene where you experience it through his eyes, and it's just Order like 66. It, it's it's very emotional. It's just like yeah. oh my gosh, like yeah, so it's a really good moment in that game. So that all was really, really cool. You see Anakin for the last time, and you kind of question, like, is that is that the last time we're going to see him until uh, everything happens? Mm. Uh, and that's and the final shot is in the show is amazing, beautifully done, uh, very eerie. Um, but that all happens the last four episodes of the show, hmm. and it changes. You get kind of it like it starts the story arc. And the opening changes, so you know when you're in that part of the story arc. Oh, wow. but the episodes before that are a like it's about Ahsoka, but she's with a couple of thieves, and you know it, it's a bunch of like little Easter eggy things and name drops, and it's cool. But yeah. I was just like, this is like it felt like filler. To mm. I was like, I want to see the Order sixty six stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm sorry to people who are really, really in love with it. Um, I'm just not super impressed with Clone Wars, but you can move on to I Rebels. started Rebels. Yeah, I was going to say. And Rebels it's so good. is very good. Yeah. I'm, I watched seven episodes in one day. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. And I like it. Uh, the story is very, um, I don't know, gripping to me. Force and gripping. I'm really excited to see more of Ahsoka's all that stuff happened because I've seen I skipped through on Disney Plus to like the different thumbnails of the episodes and I'm like ooh I can't wait until that happens uh, but it's a cool little team up it's, that feels very Guardians of the Galaxy oh yeah the yeah, ragtag totally. group of yeah very yeah much that same energy so I'm down and then there's talks about a, a sequel to Rebels happening in live action uh, they're trying to get Ezra cast and i'm i'm totally down Ooh. for all that that would be cool mm. uh but yeah that's what i've been watching jedi fallen order it's another uh, thing that ties to rebels really well because the inquisitors really cool okay yeah i haven't actually met the inquisitor yet oh, okay well no well no I've you, met him, I was, I think, yeah i was I, gonna say they should be in the first couple episodes but he doesn't do much he's he hasn't the, done much the dude yet. with the spinning saber yeah mm-hmm. i don't think i've seen a spinning saber yet Oh, well, his saber does that. I think I've just seen him, like, they've talked to him. It's got the circular, like, hilt. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think I've just seen him stand and be yelled at so far. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Um. (laughs) But, yeah, that show, it's better than Clone Wars. I'm sorry. I I, just, I guess. I don't know. I've, I've heard from most of my Star Wars fans that they like Clone Wars more than Rebels. Huh. 
The art I style in Rebels is more kitty looking. I can't say anything about the beginning of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I'm t- but just the shows compared to each other in general. It's so wild how old Clone Wars is. Like that's a really old show. Yeah. I think if you're really into wartime stuff, uh, that could be like that analogy. Yeah. Uh, it it takes. It's all about war and how war is going to impact different cultures yeah. and uh, stuff like that. And so from that point of view, I could see how it would be interesting to people who are interested in that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. When I, was when I rewatched the Star Wars movies, I realized how much those original, the original trilogy thrives off of all the political stuff that like caused everything to happen. And so it was yeah. just kind of like, I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, this is actually like deeper in that regard than like I ever really like thought about. Is the, like, political yeah, Star Wars drama. for me is Space Wizards. There's not enough Space Wizards. <laughs> yeah. Space Wizards aren't doing enough in Clone Wars for me. It's more about the clones and their war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I understand people are going to like that. Yeah. Um, when I was watching the in-depth stuff, there are some cool things that happen in the show. Mm-hmm. There's a giant kaiju that rips through Coruscant. Yes. And that all sounds awesome. Um, but I don't know. I probably won't go back and watch the rest of it. <laughs> I will watch the end of Rebels, and I'll watch the live-action stuff that comes out. We're going to stand on that. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll get into TV. We'll start with the DC stuff. Why not? Yeah. Uh, speaking of HBO Max, yeah, we got a theme going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doom Patrol is coming to HBO Max. That was kind of announced a while back. Uh, but it wasn't even a question that really like occurred to me until seeing this article. And that's the question of why Doom Patrol and not Titans or swamp thing yeah or any of the other original shows on dcu because we kind of figured that all of dcu would just be ported into hbo max but those That's... people there are people that have that platform mm-hmm. that read the comics also you've read comics on there haven't you uh no not uh not the comics uh i know oh, dowson's the last have uh um but w- so ha- coming from someone that like because i have hbo max i have the trial I saw Doom Patrol on there, and I was like, ooh, I wonder what else they got from DCU. And I'm like, oh, that's it. All right. Like, (laughs) um, so I'm like, but I mean, that's cool for me because I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to watch Doom Patrol. Um, Mm -hmm. Because at the time when I had just had my PS4, there was no DC Universe app. So I kind of just didn't stick with it. Um, They got Teen Titans. That's all that matters to me. They they do have Teen Titans on there. They're but not Titans. Titans. No 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 no. They don't have nah. Titans. They don't. So you know what really kind of bummed me out too, like personally, is that like they don't even have like the Ultimate Edition of Batman versus Superman on there right now. Oh. Uh. <laughs> um. But I mean, they still have it, but like the original one. But that's the one that everybody wants to watch. But the director's um, cut is way better. Yeah. So so I mean, as far as like the DCU stuff, like I think to me like. They should throw a few things on there to be like, okay, like, you know, here's here's a taste of what's on DCU. Do you like this stuff? Go subscribe to our other platform. Or, like, to me, that's, like, logistically, as a company, that's what I would probably do. Instead of throwing all of it on there. Which, I mean, which I would have liked because that's kind of what I hoped they were going to do. But yeah. I'm like, wow, like, just Doom Patrol? All right. Like, it's kind of odd. And it's, yeah, it seems like a weird one because it's a spinoff mm-hmm. of Titans. Yeah. Uh, show-wise. Yep. Character-wise. I think they're in two different worlds, even though, like, it's the same Doom Patrol, but it's a different universe. There was a weird thing that happened with the uh, 
uh, CW uh, crossover, Infinite Earths crossover. Oh, really? That connected to the huh? Yeah, yeah. That's everything so in weird. That whole uh, Christ on Infinite Earths. It just messed up everything. Crazy, um, but I definitely assumed that they would just kind of bring everything over. Because I would love According to watch to, Harley Quinn. Yeah, such a good show. Um, the reason that they're giving is that basically Doom Patrol was one of the shows that they knew was very popular on DCU, and it kind of fits the portfolio. We don't really know what that means. Uh, what what is HBO Max's portfolio? Uh, but they they decided that they could do better with the show given that HBO Max is giving their shows bigger budgets. And so it does two things. Uh, that obviously will give that show more of a budget, which is great. Uh, it also will give more money for them to put into Titans uh, and other shows on DCU. Uh, so that's good because I really, really like Titans and a bigger budget for that show would be awesome. When you watch these shows, they're really well written and they're very well acted, but you can tell that the budget's not as there as it would be on like Netflix or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, so. I guess like as some, uh, since I have HBO max, my impressions are like, there is a bunch of stuff I want to watch on there. But for me personally, I don't think there's this exclusive big thing Kind of like like Disney Plus, you know, when Disney Plus came out, they had some of this stuff ready to go. For HBO Max, like to me, like there there's stuff on there that I really like or want to watch, mm-hmm. like Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, some a lot of the DC movies. Uh, there's a they have a lot of movies in general. They have some HBO content that I want to watch, like the Watchmen show, things like that. Like they have stuff I want to watch, but uh, I don't necessarily know that I'm gonna hang on to the like. I mean, I'll probably keep it for like a month so i can watch everything but mm-hmm. i just don't know that there is there's there's not reason for me to tell anybody oh you should go buy this for 15 bucks a month yeah <laughs> i will get the platform eventually when the Snyder uh, i'm not gonna do up. that That's until i have original content mm-hmm. which i would think that Snyder cut probably be one of the first things that happen they're talking about green lantern show and i'm really excited mm-hmm. about that a live action green lantern would be super cool mm-hmm. i think so yeah i mean it's not uh gonna it, it wasn't something i was interested in but the thing that we're supposed to have on there was the friends reunion thing the special oh yeah uh i mean all of those are on there like there are shows that i feel like people would really want to watch but I there's until i get original content right but but there's not there's not the thing that they're dangling in front of people saying like hey like this is what you should want get it for the basically the slogan right. is like here's hbo but with everything else and i'm like okay yeah. like that's it <laughs> like it doesn't really like i don't know it doesn't really disney work. plus gave us mandalorian yeah like there's just to me there's not the thing there that i can tell people yeah there's not a mandalorian yet yeah yeah but once there is i'll check it out mm-hmm. cool uh, and then speaking of christ of infinite earths ruby rose has been batwoman in uh that flaro universe for about a year now maybe a little over a year yeah uh, it's been a single season weird and she's already done. Uh, they'll continue the show, but Ruby Rose is out. She will no longer be Batwoman. Uh, huh. The reason, I guess, from a lot of different reports coming out, um, are saying that she was unhappy with the long hours on set. But when she gave a statement, she said, basically, it was like, those who know, know. <laughs> Probably some like, personal issues or something. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to say, long hours on set, that's kind of your job. Right. I'm a little worried about that. So, there must be some personal issues. Yeah. I I didn't watch the show myself, but she did a really good job as Batwoman. Um, So, I'm kind of... Kind of for the little bit that I saw. I watched like the first episode and then I've obviously seen the crossovers. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. We'll see. They did take her out of the 2021. They were promotions they were given out for 2021 already. And oh. she's been removed from those. Wow. Uh, yeah. Crazy. And so. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that continues. There's a lot of people that want the position. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that someone will get it and they'll have a good cast. Uh, and then the last news story for TV before we get into some discussion questions. Walking Dead, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Uh, it was also the most watched TV drama last year. Season 10 being the highest rating, highest rated cable drama of the year. Um, which is super exciting. That show is so good. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. We talk a lot about the, the views dropping. And I've said this before. Uh, a lot of people report that the views are dropping, but Walking Dead was still, like, way beyond any other views of cable TV drama that's, out there. That's kind of like saying, like, less people are playing Fortnite. It's like there's still a crap ton of people playing Fortnite, but not, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just not the less. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not the big, fancy new thing. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's calmed a little bit. It's plateaued. I know that show got boring for a little while. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I could watch it. Like, if I couldn't binge it from the beginning now. Mm. Uh, you can always watch catch-up videos on YouTube. The last <laughs> few seasons have been really good. I would watch, I would binge. I'm going to catch up until Negan. And then watch everything with Negan. Even some of that's a little boring. Uh, but Negan is like... That sounds like the stuff I would want to see, personally. I would want to... I wouldn't want to miss anything that Negan's in. Right, uh, right. Or Jeffrey Dean Morgan in general. Like he's just such a good actor and he plays the role so well. Um, I wouldn't want to skip any of that, just because he pulls so much emotion into it. Love, love that show. I'm happy for Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get more. I don't need more spinoffs. I just need more of that show. Stop giving me spinoffs to watch. I want more <laughs> Negan and Daryl Dixon and Rick. We're supposed to get a movie. I'm good with the movie. So much. Someday. So much more. There's two other spinoffs. They had, uh, it was 50 weeks, I think, planned out. I'm sure COVID-19 has completely changed this schedule. But they were going to to have, yeah, they had to have because there's nothing coming out right now, I don't think. Mm. They were going to have 50 weeks in 2020 of Walking Dead release. Cool. So you could watch Walking Dead almost all year. (laughs) And it would be just different spinoffs and things. That's insane. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, good show. All right, we got some discussion questions. Yay! Uh, mm-hmm. Both dealing with faith. Um, Destin Earl Hole asks, uh, thoughts on how geek culture helped you as a Christian? Go ahead, LJ. Uh, I would say a big one is it helped me step out of my comfort zone. I mean, like, I kind of already had to do that, like, you know, being at a church anyway, but I think um, just... You know, com- you know, like having a community, you know, to, to you know, to talk to and things like that um, kind of helped me uh, interact with people more. Or just kind of break out of my bubble. Uh, this, in, like in particular, I would say like being in front of a camera, being in front of a microphone and things like that, specifically for like Geeks Under Grace, 
it helped me a lot just because I never considered my, like myself as somebody who would like who would like want to do those things um, and I think ultimately that you know like I mean I guess it's this platform too but in general it just it helps me learn how to like interact with people um, and just like talk with people and kind of like be like to have like confidence because I was not somebody who even had that before and kind of be like not afraid to like speak up you know to, to friends or family or anybody that would come to me with advice instead of like having nothing to say so um yeah ultimately community cool mm -hmm. you got anything shelly see i was gonna say something similar no go for <laughs> it go for this. it but yeah no i think it really has um also helped me open up a lot like especially like in high school i didn't have a lot of friends and um but the friends i did have were you know other geeks and other people i could talk to about um stuff like that and then especially in college that was like one of the pinnacle foundations for so many friendships that i have now that mm -hmm. i still have post-college um again like one of my my current roommate um and my best friend i met her freshman year um because we both realized we were interested in a lot of the same stuff like avatar and she introduced me to dragon age and <laughs> um we played super mario sunshine together and we just like that's how we really were able to express ourselves um and again a lot of the other friends that i have now from college like we met because of um sort of that baseline that geek baseline um, and yes, Christian baseline too. Like a lot of my friends, especially from my college, given it was a Christian college, like are Christian. A lot of them are, um, not all of them, but a lot of them are. <laughs> so there's mm -hmm. still, there still is that context, but, um, being able to get a little bit deeper in, um, like similar hobbies and having something similar to talk about. Um, mm -hmm. one of my friends actually, it's, it's just like great how, um, it's almost like a domino effect. Like my roommate introduced me to Dragon Age and I was playing, um, Dragon Age Inquisition a lot. My um, freshman year and then um one of my really good friends now um his first impression of me was that he f the first like time he ever met me when it was was when i was playing dragon age and he's also a huge dragon age fan and he's like wow she's so cool she also likes dragon age this is awesome um and yeah just being able to start conversations with people easier because i'm pretty like weird social person I, i'm not very good at talking to people um but i can like just immediately jump into any conversation about like um geeky things or even at this point like because of the podcast because of like getting all this like gaming movie tv news like that even gives me more leverage of like oh you're interested in this well did you hear about this news what do you think about it um yeah and that's just really informed. cool to like again create this sort of um baseline and like friendly caring environment that in which from that you can go deeper um, into Christian topics and things like that. So that's that's how it's helped me, I think. Yeah. I think for me, um, I don't think that I would be very good at spreading the gospel at all mm -hmm. uh, if it wasn't for geekdom. And I, I always go to the verse, I can't remember which uh, verse it is on my head, but uh, Paul states that, you know, to the Jews I became the Jew, to the Gentile I became the Gentile. Um, and so I've said this before, uh, I thought about this a few years ago, that like, 
the world is so connected now that we don't have to become anything to really preach. Like whoever you are as a person, uh, there are people like you uh, that need Jesus. And so uh, it kind of, it, it puts you on easy mode in a lot of ways that you can just kind of say, um, all right, well, I am a geek, so I'm going to find a bunch of other geeks and I'll tell them about Jesus. And so it really kind of gives me this outlet um, for my faith in a lot of ways because I can connect with those people um, in ways that I can't connect with just, you know, random people that uh, don't have the same interests as I do. Uh, so it makes it easier in that way. Plus, the Bible studies. Uh, the Bible studies have been super cool uh, just on a very practical level and, you know, for listeners – we have the Bible studies and I don't say that to like really plug it, but uh, I can literally, because I'm such a geek myself, um, they're so valuable to me. These these Bible studies I can take and kind of like, uh, you know, dive deeper into the Bible, but understand it so much. Better you could even show those to movies. a fellow Christian that isn't really a geek and be like, "Hey, you know this movie? We got a Bible study on that," and they go, "Huh?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> But it, it make, creates – it's a super easy way to connect mm-hmm. to the Bible um, in ways that I wouldn't be able to otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Very much so. Yep. Yeah. I guess on the flip side of that real quick, it's helped me serve in my own church because they're like, oh, LJ's good at this thing, like, you know, moderating like and stuff like that on, on Twitch and live streams and stuff. And so eventually they're like, oh, LJ's good at that. Like, let's put them on the, the uh, online service on Sunday, every other Sunday. And I'm like, yeah, I'm there now. So. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Sweet. All right. The second question comes from Chris McComb Winfield Baker, who asks, what are your thoughts on fandom obsession, character knowledge, guilt? I know Samuel and David pretty well, but I bet I know more about Peter Davidson and David Tennant. I'm more of a Christian Whovian than a Christian who watches Doctor Who. Hmm. Yeah, I... I've always thought that was really interesting. Um, I did a panel at a convention last year, uh, and I talked about um, fandom. And that it's so easy for geeks to fall into a fandom, and we geek out about it, and we want to tell everybody um, about this thing that we're geeking out about. Uh, but we're not as good about that with the gospel um, or the Bible in general. We don't we don't geek out about the Bible in the same way. Um, and I think, honestly, it's just because even though that text is relevant, it is an old text. And so there are certain things that, like, you know, as, as storytelling develops uh, in the world, it's going to – I hate to say this, but it's almost manufactured anymore. A lot of stuff, like music is super manufactured. Uh, the way things are written are written in a way to get you to kind of obsess about them. Very true. Um, and that – not to ruin the magic of – stuff that you enjoy but it just it is <laughs> yeah. so I, I wouldn't feel super bad about uh being super into something because it's been created and on purpose for you to fall in love with those things um where the bible i mean those are those are true historical tellings um and so it's not going to be as engaging but i would encourage you that if you're feeling that guilt to go to the flip side and not just read the Bible, but maybe read some apologetics 
um, and like things around the Bible, some commentaries on it uh, that you find interesting. Like one thing I thought was really cool was I read a book called Did Jesus Exist by uh, he was an atheist when he wrote it. He's an agnostic now. His name's Bart D. Ehrman. And it was really cool to see this commentary from an atheist point of view, looking at the someone who doesn't believe in God, uh, talking about the historical facts um, presented to him uh, by Jesus Christ. And so that way, you know, you're, you're deepening your faith and you're learning more about um, these people, uh, but it's not straight from the Bible necessarily. Um, you know, there's, there's other lenses to see everything through and kind of geek out about it in different ways. You guys have anything? Uh, I, I don't really have a separate point really because you kind of hit the nail on the head, but I will say like, yeah, like I'm kind of, uh, in a similar boat to where like, I guarantee you there's books in the Bible that I specifically probably have never stuck my head in. And it's like, and, it, and and that's also probably because, like, a lot of the same books and scriptures get quoted all the time. But also, like, you know, there's, to me, it's like, there's just certain things like, yeah, I probably should be spending my time with the Bible a little more. So maybe go explore some of that stuff I've never read. Um, but, but Start with numbers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, well, oh. well, see, like, yeah, like, so there's certain things like, yeah, like, I'm sure there are specific reasons that some of those books aren't really like people don't really quote a lot of that stuff or like really like write sermons on it sometimes you know like but it's just one of those things i'm like hey like i've never stuck my head i think it was like a scripture in like titus or something i i I read the other day and i'm like i've never like even read this book in the bible like and so it was just one of those things i'm like wow you know i should probably do that more but i don't think it's like I don't think we should feel guilty about it, but I think we could just we should, I think we just need to recognize like hey like I should probably be spending uh, more time with this than I usually do, and it's which I'm personally bad about that. Like I try to do like I guess the devotional plans and like you version help me a lot with that because it keeps me on track. I mean, but yeah, like I don't think there's really any reason to feel guilty about it. I think it's just to recognize it. I think is what's important. you have anything Shelly yeah so I think when I think of fandom obsession I just think of tumblr which is <laughs> kind of bad I actually watched this really interesting um video from one of my favorite video essayists on on youtube she was talking about um the history of the Onceler fandom, which, if you don't know what Onceler is, that's fine. I didn't know either, but now I know way too much. <laughs> um, he's a character in the Lorax. And oh, weird. Apparently, when that more recent anime and movie came out, um, it was at the height of Tumblr, and, and the fandom just went crazy. So, um, anyway, that's what I thought of when I think of that. I don't, I doubt. <laughs> I doubt you're anyone listening to this is ever going to be like at that level um, of obsession because it's a very interesting video if you want it, but it's, it's by uh, Sarah Zed um, on YouTube. But either way, um, I just think like it's super because I'm I'm someone who really loves to geek out about like fandom stuff as well, like especially um, less less so characters like yes characters. I'm not so into, like, shipping culture as a lot of other people are in fandoms. You know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, I think world building really gets me. So, like, 
Dragon Age. Mm -hmm. I love the lore and the world building in Dragon Age, and I also love the characters. Um, but as I see it all as like a, this collective, very intertwined like thing, and um, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going with this. I had a point, and then I lost it. I still have a point. Um, I think it's okay to to <laughs> be excited about and to. Um, know law about different characters and different worlds for different things um again as long as you have your priorities straight and i would say it, it also reminds me of um this tolkien essay i read once um where he talks about fairy stories he talks about um how us humans are sub creators because we are created to be like our father in heaven who is a creator he created the world and so when we create, we are being like him in our creations. Huh. Um, and what that's a create. fun way to look at it. So that's why yeah. I think it's like super cool, like actually to be like really interested in, again, like world building and characters and things. Cause no, it's not real, but the fact that someone put so much time and effort into like thinking it out um, and building characters and seeing like the di different dynamics that they have. It's like all of these, every idea that any world builder has ever come up with, any storyteller, is still based on something that God created in the end. Like, there is nothing ever 100% like unique and ever seen before, if that makes any sense. Everything still comes from something that God created. So, not to say, like, I don't want to go as far as to say as that, like, obsessing over fandom stuff is, like, the same as worshiping God. Like, it's not that. But I, I, I think it, there is still some sense of like appreciation for God's creation to be done, even in others' creations, if that makes sense. And that, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So like, again, I think you can't go too far. Um, again, look at the Onceer fandom. <laughs> if you if you want to see a very educational video, you can watch <laughs> that. That's too far. But um, <laughs> I I think that if you're connecting with other people about a shared love, like that's really cool that's a way to connect with people like we already talked about like how mm -hmm. geek culture has helped us connect with folks and um so if you find other whovians and you're able to like geek out that's super cool and then like from there you can start having conversations about like god if you want right. um but and that was kind of the thesis behind the bible studies was that uh we believed that god's story is interwoven in all the stories that we make because we're god's creations uh and totally. so we should be able to find um biblical stories throughout or biblical tellings um totally. throughout those movies because of that absolutely yeah so like and for me like i think of um like the stormlight archive like an amazing book series that everyone's probably overheard us raving about on this podcast because of me and lj um but that's another one where like and yes uh brand series is like technically mormon but there's still like really cool christian themes to be found throughout the entire series and throughout all the characters and it's just like so fascinating and cool to look at so um yeah i guess i don't really know what my concluding point is with all that but creation's cool when you create you are creating um like your father in heaven and you yeah. can connect to other people so that's i guess my point <laughs> cool mm -hmm. like it yeah good stuff 
All right, are you guys geeking out about anything else this week? Uh, I don't have to get into detail since we were running, since we're running a little long. Uh, but yeah. I played a one shot level twenty D and D campaign uh, on Saturday, which was really Yo, awesome. Level twenty. Let's it go. was great. Uh, I played this barbarian that was like Path of the Beast, which is like D and D Beyond, like workshop stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah. so we had a lot of fun. It was, like, time. It had a lot to do with, like, saving the fabric of time that were these heroes that, like, are nearly about to die, but, you know, we're called to, like, you know, save the, save this world this one last time kind of a deal. Um, it was cool. Um, and then, so now, the next morning, everybody was like, LJ, you got it. it's your turn now, since, like, all of us are, I've, like, DM'd kind of one thing in the same group or another and so i was like all right well let me find something because i told them about the rick and morty one that we talked about and so they're like yeah. do it and i was like okay cool and so i bought everything on roll 20 for like 15 dollars, and it's got like the map the tokens like everything i need and the module leaves it everything already pretty much set up and so i really have to get familiar with roll 20 but other than that i think that's going to be a fun easy campaign for me to dm for my first time yeah, so uh, cool. yeah, so that's kind of what I've been up to. A lot of D and D. We're gonna play in person for my Curse of Strahd campaign pretty soon. Now that a lot of the, you know we're moving forward in phases and things like that, and I'll actually get to yeah. use my dice yeah, and my mini. Uh, so so cool. yeah, it's exciting. Uh, it'll be less frequent, which will also free me up because we were playing like every week since everybody had so much time. Uh, so now we're gonna be playing like twice a month. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting. Cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, oh no, I was just going to say, and then the homebrew campaign I'm in is almost done with our first, like, uh, like story arc, too. So that's fun. Cool. Mm-hmm. Shelly, you geeking out about anything else this week? Um, it's my fiance and the, his house are thinking about buying very, very fancy, expensive um, lightsaber models. So... If they Good. do buy them, uh, maybe next week or the week after, I'll talk about them and how cool they are. But as of right now, they're just thinking about buying them. So that's that's all I can think it of. sounds fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's all I'm geeking out about this week. So, uh, Shelly, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24. And LJ? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WarHeroLJ, and you can find me streaming Fridays on the Geeks Underground Twitch channel. I've only got two more weeks of Judgment left, which is exciting, and then I will be starting Portal 2 right after that, which is why my headset has portal colors now. <laughs> awesome. And you can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Peace. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.